0: What's up, guys? Welcome to DC and RC. I'm Daniel Cormier. That's my friend, Ryan Clark. RC, what's up, baby? How you doing? Hey, man, what's up, my guy? I'm Chip. Hey, you look, look. How oh, I, I, I was the trip this weekend? You it was enjoyed nice. it? Nice. Bro, I, it was short, though. Bro, I, because American Airlines kind of got you, boy. American I saw Airlines. that.
1: What the hell? <laughs> it was
0: hurt. How you about the people, man? Hey, bro, let me Don't tell you something. Be... Then guess what? The only way for me to get home in time was to fly American on Sunday. I get off the plane. The dude that kicked me off the first night, Get off the land with me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, my world is crazy. Though no, It was a crazy weekend in Jacksonville. Some tremendous fights that we will talk about when we get into tap in and tap out. But quick reminder, guys. Your boys are going to be at UFCX next Friday, 1 p.m. Pacific. Join DC and RC live from the UFC X Fan Expo dude it's gonna be so fun to do the show in front of people it's about to be tremendous rc
2: hey well i think we're finally get to see man i'm glad that everybody gets an opportunity to talk to you see you just this kind of love you get when you are in ufc mixed martial arts audiences and so i'm super excited to be a part of it man this is kind of this will be our two-year anniversary right this will be two years yeah, this will be two years we started the show. And so I'm really excited for us to be there, bro.
0: RC, when we went to International Fight Week two years ago, it was our first show. We did it? it at ESPN Studios and we went to the weigh ins and you walked in and everybody's like, hey, Ryan
3: Clark, Ryan Clark.
0: They were calling <laughs> you Ryan Clark at the time, right? Because of the Super Bowl and the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm RC now. Nobody calls you Ryan Clark. The only <laughs> RC, RC are you. <laughs> no, you made it, my guy. It was London. Yeah. It was London. Yes, sir. That was tremendous. That was. It's going to be fun to be in front of the feds. Guys, come and join us. Find DC and RC. We'll be doing it at 1 o'clock again Pacific at UFCX. But, later on in the show, we chat with Alexander Volkanovsky, who will headline that weekend live from Las Vegas. But right now,
1: me and RC, we gotta tap in. Start it off, baby. Tap <laughs> let's off. it. Jake, let's go. All right, guys. This past weekend, Ilya Toporia dominated Josh Emmett. Following the win, Taporia called for a title shot next. RC, tap in or tap out, Taporia being next in line either Volkanovski or Yair?
2: I I, I tap in and out. If Alexander Volkanovski (laughs) wins, then if if Alexander Volkanovski wins, I think that Ilya Topora could be the next up. We've seen Ortega. We've seen Korean Zombie. We've seen Max Holloway. Obviously, Josh Emmett is now going to fall out of the top five. But if Yair Rodriguez is able to win this fight, and it's close, and it's fun, and it's exciting, We're not saying that Alexander Volkanovski has the right to a rematch. I mean, are we serious? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Are we not going to let Volk get another chance? And so that is my one caveat. The kid has shown enough. Volk has run through the top five enough in the the division to get him an opportunity, but only if Alexander Volkanovski retains the championship belt. RC. RC is getting bad.
0: It's getting bad, RC. You are yep. starting to turn into me. Your line straddling <laughs> is getting ripped out. It's getting bad, RC. Like before, you always made a choice. You always picked five people on list. You never did anything that could be considered controversial or straddling a line.
2: Now, it's weekly. It's like I tap into and out. Ow. BC, BC, you have to remember, when this show first started, I really had to walk a tightrope. So people kind of liked me and accepted yeah. me in yeah, UFC. Man. I'm all in now, baby. we two you're years Hey,
0: you're waffling. <laughs> you're, you're like, I'm like, geez. No. I tap in. But I also kind of tap out because of the same reason. It's like, it's like if Volkanovski loses, he has to get a title fight. Because it's just right. Izzy got it. And Kamaru got it. Because they all deserve those immediate rematch in hell. Juliana Peña was supposed to get it against Amanda. So it's like, if you're a champion, uh, you do get an opportunity, especially a long range champion like Alexander Volkanovsky. But if he wins, I think it's Ilya Toporyev. And I think that... Why, DC? Why why, why are you so high on Ilya Toporyev? Bro, he's good. RC, he's good. I'm watching this kid. I'm watching this kid from the octagon side. I'm like, he does everything right. He he he's well rounded. He got a little bit tired in the fifth round, but when he got tired, he took Josh Emmett down and held him yeah. down. So he showed his grappling in the hardest moment. But bro, it was the striking. The way that the way that he goes when he throws, and it's always here. Or the hook is here. Or the right hand's here. It's like you can hit. It's like he's hitting pads. Like when you mm-hmm. hit pads, generally you do things the right way. But in fights, that's why you see guys with their hands down when they're throwing overhand rights, or they're jabbing in their hands down low. It's like you do things wrong. This kid never did anything wrong. And he's got an entire country behind him. I mean, he had one of the biggest stars in the world, Sergio Ramos, come to watch him at the fight the other day. Spain is all in on Iliad Deportia. And guess what? Our CIM too, Corporate Jake. You know what? I think
2: when when you think about his last two fights before Corporate Jake start, the way he dominated Bryce Mitchell, who was, at the time, a rising star. He beats him, he beats him on the feet, takes him down, submits him. I think that's huge. And for the way that we respect how Josh Emmett approaches fighting, right? That bulldog mentality, toughest man in the octagon, to totally be outclassed. But also, this is a word I love to use, since Alabama won the championship years ago, he was out physical. Yeah. Ilya Tapourian looked like the bigger stronger, more powerful man, And I think you have to see some of those things in order to get an opportunity at Alexander Borchelowski. And he showed up. RC, that one of the scorecards was
0: 50-42, to 42, bruh. I, yeah, I think it's yeah. the first time I've ever seen 50-42 in my entire life. A judge scored a fight around 10-7. In yeah. boxing, you got to drop the guy twice to get a 10-7. He didn't even yeah. compound. He dominated him so thoroughly. That they scored one round of 10-7. This kid's impressive, man. And he's as cool as the other side of the pillow. You know, little little hats off. Little Stu Scott. Yeah. yeah. This dude is good, man. And this dude, is. I, I think he can compete against Volkanovski. Am I saying he can beat Volkanovski? No. But I'm saying he is one of the guys that I feel can compete against Alexander Volkanovski. It's refreshing to see a
1: guy like this come at 145. Corporate Jake. All right, guys, the future, Macy Barber continued her win streak with a dominant TKO victory Saturday night. Barber feels she put the entire division on notice. DC, tap in or tap out. Barber deserves a title shot at flyweight. Wait. Ooh, that's a tough one because I like Macy
0: when I got to tap out. Uh, it's right right now. Uh, Valentine Shevchenko should be fighting for the belt next. But, bro, it's like, we forgot about Tyler Santos. Well, not Tyler Santos mm-hmm. or Aaron Blanchfield. Like, all these girls have done, they're fighting each other next, Blanchfield and Santos. And whoever wins that fight should probably be the next four title fights. So I think she's going to need a little bit more work because for as good as she looked last weekend, we aren't talking about her beating one of the top five fighters in the world. And that's not to take nothing away from her. She fought against a girl that was highly ranked, a guy that's a girl that's widely, widely respected, highly regarded, and she buzzed through her and looked better than she ever has. She looked like a better version than she's ever looked, but I think there's still a little bit of work to do. So I guess that's my long winded way of saying I tap out.
2: Yeah, I didn't mean like when you look at the list of, of the top 10, you obviously want some new flavor in the division, but. In her last four fights, all of those fights were decisions. This is the first time we've seen Macy Barber seen or look this impressive in the octagon. The striking was great. Once she got her down to the mat, we saw her really dominate and control her, but we need to see that again, especially when you're looking at some of the top fighters in that division. Like you mentioned, Aaron Blanchfield seemed like a world beater in her last fight against Jessica Andrade. It was she was physical. She was great and striking. She showed her chin, and she finished, right? And so to say that if she wins her next fight, she doesn't get an opportunity at the championship, I think would be wrong or dismissive of us. But Macy Barber, if she continues to show the sort of improvement we saw in the last fight against Amanda Rebos, I think she will work her way into contention. You know what's the
0: craziest thing about that is that there was a time at 125 that all you had to do was win a couple fights in a row, right? That's how Jessica I got her title fight against Shevchenko. That's how uh, Lauren Murphy got her title fight. They just won a few fights in a row because Valentina had beat everybody. But Mm -hmm. with the new champion, Alexa Grasso, being a top, it kind of refreshes the division because Valentina cuts the line, and now everybody has to do a little more work to get there because Macy Barber's now won five in a row. If you had won five in a row before, you might be in contention for a championship opportunity. But because the champ, Alexa Grosso, was able to pull that major upset, it changes everything. But I truly believe the number one contender fight is Tyler Santos, who I thought deserved an immediate uh, comeback after Singapore. That's what.
2: Yes. Against yes Gary DC. 20. Now, I about to say, we can't forget how impressive Tyler Santos' fight against Valentina Shevchenko was. She... That was where we started to, see, started to see a couple of cracks in the champion's armor and then Alexa Grasso finishes it off with the mistakes. third round submission. It's crazy. Yep. like Valid,
0: It was like we started to see mistakes. Like, dude, for so long, she made no mistakes. And then in mm-hmm. that fight with Tyler, she made some mistakes. And then ultimately, it was that spinning kick that she tried against Alexa,
1: a mistake, yep. that ultimately cost her a championship. Corporate All right, jazz. guys. Uh, the nominees for the 2023 SB Fighter of the Year was released last week. The list includes Amanda Nunez, Leon Edwards, John Jones, and Islam Ahachev. The award is based on the performance from July of 22 to July of 23. R.C., tap in or tap out, the committee got the right four people.
2: You know, I think, I th- I think one, it, it goes to the, the star of the person. I think when you say Islam, that has to be the name, to me, that is the winner. He has to be a part of it when, because in that time, You've beaten Alexander Volkanovski, and you beat Du Yep. And then yep. and, and being able to beat two of the best in the world without question, it says, okay, that's a person that should be on this list. Leon Edwards beating the seemingly unbeatable Kamaru Uzman two times. I think he absolutely has to the be in here. And Amanda Nunes, it wasn't necessarily to me that she was the best fighter but she had to overcome some adversity. We hadn't seen her overcome in years. And so I believe when you look at those fighters, how high the stakes was for all of those three, they should be in there. I don't believe that John Jones should be one of the fighters in that mix. I think a guy like Israel Adesanya who loses to his arch nemesis and then finds a way to come back and win in that sort of fashion, that's one of those storylines that an empathy is made for.
0: Uh, RC, I don't think I could agree with you more. And I thought I was going to say that, and people were going to say I was hating on Jones. But I just don't know if one fight in the year against Ciriglian puts you in that position. I and and that's no knock on Cyril. Like it was just one fight. Yeah, you got to think of the storylines that follows these other athletes, right? From Ahadjev beating uh, Du Bronx to win the belt. From Ahadjev beating. Uh, alexander volkanovsky and i don't know if islam fought another time earlier in 2022 to get to a fall within that time i don't know for sure but then you look at amanda losing her belt to juliana and winning it back and then leon edwards doing what he yes. did let me tell you something this john jones is in there because and who won the who won the fb last year corporate jake if you could find that for me but like John Jones is in there because John Jones is the biggest star, right? He's the biggest star that's holding a championship right now outside of Israel Adesanya. So that's why he's in there. And and what's crazy about it is he might win it because of he being the the biggest star of the people in there. Oliveira won it last year. We all know what Charles Oliveira did going in 2021 to 2022. I agree that the other three should be in there. I think Jones needed one more performance to find himself in the running for an s b if we're being completely yeah. clear, the storyline just yeah. does not add up maybe it's the time away, but hey, he ain't the only one right here who fought after three and a half years So it's like it it also has been uh done so yeah, I agree with that yeah. that's what it's about it's about it's
2: about the star and i I think the only other way the only other storyline that makes you even think about it is. He moved up to heavyweight. He yep. fought a guy like Cyril God, who he at least thought was game, and it wasn't it wasn't even close. It was just total domination. He, he impressed in his
0: return. Yeah. I'm we're yeah. not saying that it was not super impressive. But bro, I mean, Israel Adesanya should have been in the SB running again this year. Yep. He should be in the SB L- last year. He should be in the SB running every year that he's holding on to this championship for as long as he did. And what about Aljamain Sterling? Why is Aljamain Sterling yeah. not yeah. in the running for an ESPY? Consider what he did to maybe hey, be the champion. Aljamain's the most
2: dismissed. He's missed, the most dismissed and disrespect champion. If we were in the entire UFC, where's Volk? Is Vulcan? Is Volk on the list?
0: Nope. No. I mean, did you what, not get the long? list? <laughs> Volk, I, I, what is going on here? So yeah. Love the SPs. I got one at my house. That's one of my things that I'm most proud of. But even in that, right? Like, I won the ESPY. I mean, God, if Amanda doesn't win and she's retiring, like, she has been up for the ESPY every year. She was up for the ESPY with me, too. And she has lost it just about every year. So this is her last opportunity. But, yes, guys, it should be Al Jermaine, Uh, It should be Islam. It should be Volkanovsky. It Leon. should be Leon Edwards and Israel
1: Adesanya. But I think I think Leon Edwards should win the uh, the SD. Yeah, to, before we move on to add two more. John Jones is up, is nominated for best comeback athlete, and Leon is nominated for best championship performance. So so here's the thing. Like I agree with
0: that. John Jones, your yeah. best comeback athlete. Yes. I'm all in on that. Three years away, it comes back and becomes the heavyweight champion of the world? Absolutely. Yes. Leon Edwards, best championship performance, I hope is the second one. It's not the first. One. It's the head kick. It's the head kick. That's yeah. not the That's best championship performance.
2: That's the best the, the, moment. That's the best. moment. DC. it. DC. Nobody DC DC. That has to be. It's the best moment. It's the most. It's the most climactic moment. It's the yes. most pull it out of nowhere moment. Yes. It's not the, the best. It's not the best total performance. I that agree. Was the second but the fight. second. The second fight. It's not going to be a better performance than some of these other performances we've seen inside the octagon. Kamaru Usman, unbeatable. And it's all it. that head kick, B.C. Unbeatable. But well, like you just could do nothing
0: with him. He was losing, R.C. You can't, you can't call it the best championship performance. He was losing the entire fight. But he didn't lose. He won. But he didn't lose. But he won. I thought the second fight in London that you and I watched right next to each other Was about as impressive a championship that we
1: have seen in a really long time. All right, guys. Robbie Lawler fights in the UFC for the first, for the final time on July 8th. The former champion also goes into the Hall of Fame for his fight against Rory McDonald. RC, tap in or tap out, Lawler belongs in the Mount Rushmore of Welterweights.
2: I I tap in. um, I think it's GSP, Matt Hughes, Kamaro Usman. And I think the other guy would be Robbie Lawler. The only other person I would think to even put in the conversation is maybe Tyron Woodley. Maybe, right? Because then Tyron beat rock, Tyron took the belt for like Robbie, Robbie, right. Right. Yeah. And and so I would think Tyron Woodley would be the only other person in the conversation. But if you think about Lawler's run at welterweight, some of the great fights he's had, the iconic Rory McDonald fight, and the like, when we're flashing pictures of great welterweights, nobody is going to have that picture that we see of Robert Lawler with his lips split, standing across all bloody, basically breathing blood onto Rory McDonald. And everything in the way that he's fought, I think he belongs as number four on the Mount Rushmore behind GSP, Matt Hughes, and Kamaro Uzman. Well, here's the problem. Like, there
0: weren't many welterweight champions. like that's- it's been a division that yeah. I've had so many long-reigning champions that there aren't many welterweight champions, but I got George St. Pierre at the head, right? He's the George yeah. of Washington. Then I have Matt Hughes. Then I have uh, George St. Pierre, Matt Hughes, Kamaru Usman, and I have Tyron Woodley. I Oh, you I, went Tyron Woodley? I went Tyron Woodley, RC, and and I get it, right? Him and Robbie would seem to have very sh- similar resumes but you got to remember, when Tyron was the champion, the way he beat Robbie to become the champion, the way he beat uh, Darren Till, the way he defended that belt on so many occasions, when, when he was legitimately one of the harder champions to work with. So he got no favors. Tyron Woodley was actually fighting always the very best guys, and he, was, he complained about it openly, how the UFC didn't always treat him fairly. So it's like he was doing that, and defending that belt in circumstances that weren't ideal, um, so I'm going to go Tyron Woodley. Think about all those fights he had with Wonderboy Boy Thompson. Like he was fighting Wonderboy. Boy when Wonder Boy was like the biggest enigma that we yeah. had ever seen inside the octagon. So it's like I, I for that I have to put Tyron Woodley because I love Robbie Lawler against Carlos Condit. That was a great fight, but it was very very competitive. I love Robbie Lawler against Rory, but it was very very competitive. Right? There was, for me, Robbie Lawler's story is. The guy that came from Strike Force, and he was a bit middle of the road, and he went to the top and became the yep. champion.
1: But yeah. even then, yeah. I don't know if I put him in the top four Weights of all time. All right, guys, two more. Uh, Robert Whittaker versus Dracus DuPlessis face-off just two months ahead of UFC's return to Australia, where Anasanya plans to defend his middleweight title. DC, tap in or tap out, Whittaker or DuPlessis will be next for the champ even with a short turnaround.
0: Yeah, I tap yeah. in. I tap in. That, that's a, that's number one contender fight. I mean, Izzy is, is hoping Drakus wins because he wants the new challenger. And there's like some something between them two about uh, Drakus said Izzy's not from Africa when Drakus is from South Africa. It's a weird thing between Adesanya and Duplessis. Um, but I yes, I do believe that's number one contender fight because who else is he going to fight? The next guy is Jared Caminier, looking what he did to Marvin Vittori. So... Uh, I yeah. tap in, number one contender's fight. And if Whitaker wins, he'll be able to turn around because he won't take much damage. When he's fighting well, he doesn't get hit very much. Yeah, I take it. I tap
2: in on that as well. And just now listening to DC describe it, though, I got like, I had no level of excitement because I believe Robert Whitaker is going to win. I believe Robert Whitaker is getting smarter. In his approach to Israel Adesanya each and every time. We watch him make the adjustments from the first fight to the second. I think that this next fight will be extremely
0: close, extremely slow. You think Whitaker can beat Adesanya this time, being that he has
2: seen him lose now? I don't think he can win. I don't know if he does, though, DC. When you look at the way these fights go, and as intelligent of a fighter as Israel Adesanya is in the octagon, that slower pace, the, the grind it out, trying to keep him against the cage, uh, attempt the takedowns, I don't know if that's enough to unsteep the champ when you look at what Robert Whitaker's approach
0: was to fight number two. You know, if you you said that you didn't get much excitement, well, you ain't got to worry about it because you're going to be right in the middle of football season and we're going to Australia, so that would not be one of those trips.
1: Fight <laughs> I didn't get that <laughs> building, I thought, I mean, <laughs> it keeps you busy during football season. Corporate <laughs> Jake. All right, guys, last one. UFC 290 sees two of the three UFC Mexican champions take center stage mm-hmm. as Yair and Brandon Moreno look to retain gold. RC, tap in or tap out. After the conclusion of UFC 290, the UFC will have two or more Mexican champions.
2: A tap in. Now, Brandon has a rematch. Brandon has a, a, a rematch of someone who beat him, but I think Brandon Moreno is now a totally different fighter than what we saw at that time. Uh, this is a grizzled champion. And I also believe that Alexander Volkanovski will retain the title in the featherweight division. You just... But then that would leave him and Alexa Grasso so that he would... Yeah, so it'd be two.
0: ...championships, yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, here's the beauty in this, right? And this, is why, this is why I love my job. I can't pick the fight. And if I say the answer to that question, it would seem as though I'm picking a fight. So... No, R.C., I don't know. I do not have an opinion on that. All I'm going to do is... You are. I'm waffling. I'm waffling. waffling. (laughs) R.C., what I'm going to do is I'm going to go and sit next to that octagon. I'm going to eat beef jerky, and I'm going to watch fights until the main event, and I'm going to eat popcorn when the main event comes on, and I'm just going to be the biggest and the best fan the UFC has ever had because it's amazing. I have the greatest job in the world. And what I'm also going to watch is the next time we have uh, Yair Rodriguez or somebody on this show, I can pull this clip of you picking against them because you tend to try to make people turn against me every single time we have
2: people on the show. They say, you never pick, but you pick. Right? <laughs> like, anytime Islam Mohacov fights, the other guy stinks. No matter who oh he my is. God. Alexander Volkanovsky was clearly... And still is clearly one of the best fighters in the world. Yes. And when he fought Islam, you were like, he stinks. And this, you know what? I never said that. We're about to talk to Alexander Volkanowski yeah, And are. I'm going to tell him. Please. Because here we go. Here we go with one round with the champ, Alexander Volkanowski. <laughs>
3: legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E.
0: You guys, I'm gonna tell you one thing. If there's a guy in the world that is always singing the praises of the Australian whoa! don't you lie, don't you lie? (laughs) The (laughs) foreign rugby, they
2: see my god, DC, bro. You should have seen your last fight, right, bro? It's Islam. We all know that's DC guy. DC's guy. I come on, I say, Man, I got Volkonowski. I think he's the I think he's the best in the world. Palm for palm. Then you go out and beat his guy. And you're robbed, <laughs> and then he runs in here. I told you this RC guy. folk ain't got nothing this for guy, him This guy's well. lying. He can't do nothing Boom. with him.
0: Champ, he's lying. First off, he's lying, champ. You you know, you know, Alex, if there's anybody that gives you credit, it's me. Be honest. I said it before the fight. This will be the toughest fight for Maka And I said it after the fight. Don't lie, Alex. Don't let this guy come between us. I don't know, man. I'll just I'll just say
2: what I say you had my back, did you? That's what's going on. This hey, is... every vote, every single time, bro. When the Yair fight was announced, I was like, man, I don't even, I don't even know why we're doing this. Actually, on the group chat, both, The first thing he says after Ilya Tepora beats Josh is, is that no. this guy can no. beat. Bro.
0: No, I didn't, Brian. Alex. Oh. Lying, vote. I didn't say that. DC, did you not no, What that? I said is no. What'd what I say? said, champ. What I said, champ, is I said, what is his skill set, he. I like it because he might be able to compete with Volkanovski because you have looked so dominant, champ. Does that seem like something that I would say more than what RC just said? Be honest.
4: I don't, I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know who to believe on this one. But one hey, thing, uh, one thing, was, uh, it was, was funny. I remember when we were doing when, when we did the split screen. Remember when we were doing the split screen and uh, yes, yes, with uh, me and Islam and you. I'm, I'll tell you one thing. I was like. Uh, I don't mind his I think he's pretty funny, but damn, you were laughing pretty hard at some of his terrible dad f- hilarious, dude. <laughs> you
0: know why? Dude? dude, if you just like, if you were as matter of fact champ, it would be hilarious too, because you guys sound funny. It's like, he doesn't- yeah, no, no. Like, it, it makes
4: me laugh too, actually, to be honest. He's, uh, he's got a weird uh, sort of a uh, serious, uh, smirky sort of sense of humor, hey, it's funny.
0: He has no adjectives. He has no adjectives. So it's like
2: always just directed to the point. He has Did something you to like soften the blow. But you laugh like you're a high school girl in love, love with the team starting quarterback. I laugh at your jokes. When makes a joke. I laugh at your <laughs> jokes. I'm actually funny. No, no. I not. have it's adjectives. Stupid. Adverbs. So Can we get oh, to this man. guy's fight? <laughs> Please. <laughs> How you doing, Victor? Why, 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 one more thing. One more thing. I know RC's I know had my back
4: all the way. Even in the match spots, he had my back the whole way through them, too. Didn't he? They said.
0: So, I, so, in the Max fight, so here's I the thing, right? Actually. Like, you fight all the guys that I'm friends with. The talent is... actually... He did have you back, but what oh, I uh, f- once again, I said it was a fantastic fight, and then I did not, after you beat him the third time, I said it was the best performance I had ever seen in a, in a trilogy fight by anyone. Champion, R. challenger, true. the way that you had opened the gap on Max Holloway, so... And I do oh, wonder aloud... I'll say I was going to say, use oh, he's fan in my back. Well, uh, that's all right. I, uh, uh, obviously I, do Max, allowed, Max. I do wonder aloud how you can fight 25 minutes and not seem like you're fatigued at all. Like, there are many yeah. things that we we both are like, in we like in awe at you whenever you're done because of the way you compete. But with that being said, let's get on task. You are one of the guys, so it's easy yeah. to kind of get off track with you because you're fun. Uh, <laughs> but July 8th, you're defending your championship once again against Jair Rodriguez. Jair Rodriguez looked like an absolute world-beater in his last fight. What are the thoughts as you head into this fight with a guy that many not believe can truly compete against you and maybe take that championship?
4: Oh, man, like, he's a, he's a dangerous fighter, which is exciting to me. Like, uh, I think... People, I'm not looking for easy fights and easy challenges. You know, I want I, want, uh, I want fights that are going to be difficult. I want fights that people see the danger. Um, I see the danger just as much as uh, the people that that think he, he's got a chance as well because he's a dangerous guy. He's very unpredictable. Um, but again, we all know that that I prepare and I do what I need to do. Obviously, again, he's very dangerous. He's got a lot of tools that come from... Everywhere, and uh, you know what I mean? Like you do he's very, very unpredictable. When you talk about unpredictable and uh, someone being dangerous, he's right up there. I think he's one of the most dangerous guys I've probably ever faced. Would I say he's one of the hardest fights I've had? No, there's uh, probably a lot of ways that I could win in this. Dangerous, I think, is definitely one of the most dangerous fighters I've ever, ever faced. So that's that's how serious I'm taking uh, year. You know, do I think uh, I have what it takes to. God damn we, yeah, do I think I can still make it look easy? Maybe, but I'm prepared for the best version of VIE. Uh
2: There is, and uh, he's a dangerous man, so I'm ready. Vogue, you've been fighting in all of these championship fights, whether it's moving up and fighting at 155, the trilogy with Max Holloway. Every time you step into the octagon, it's a big-time fight. After moving up to fight a guy like Islam and now facing someone as dangerous as Jair, and I'm assuming that's because of his bravery and the different things that he's willing to try as a striker, what are some of the adjustments you have to make to prepare for a fighter like himself? Oh, man, it's a... Look, you're never going to be able to prepare.
4: Like, you get someone. And obviously, you're going to get guys in to to, to give you looks. Uh, It's going to be very hard for you to have exact certain combos to do with things like, that, you know, it's, it's, it's not really going to work if you're too focused and fixated on things like that. Um, he's going to catch up doing, doing all that. You just need to get the right guys to give you the right looks, unpredictable looks. I just keep you on your toes. Obviously there's uh, certain things, obviously don't want to give too much away either. Right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, you're going to, you know, there's going to be a bit involved. The only thing is when someone's very dangerous and unpredictable like that, and he will put himself out of position to look for that finish, which is why he's so exciting. Um, obviously, it needs opportunities for me as well to capitalize. So, um, yeah, it's good. Ed. I always say that I, I like. Uh, there we go. Oh, How right. you doing?
0: How are you doing?
4: Want to close that down? <laughs> Thank <Late to> you. <laughs> <That's amazing. laughs> there you go. Where were we? Uh, yeah, so, uh, what was I saying? We're you just about about you, you you're just talking about the unpredictability. Yeah. Try to fit. Yeah. Exactly right. So, uh, the thing is. Yeah, it, it excites me. It really does because that's what it's all about. And I always want to beat people, sort of at their own game. Doesn't mean uh, exactly, but I like to show people, like you know, where I'm at more. You know, I'm pretty well rounded. Obviously, he's very dangerous and dynamic on his feet. I want to show people that I can systematically break him down there and uh, and use uh, that IQ, uh, obviously, durability, all the right stuff to to go out there and make this very difficult for him and even beat him at his own game. So. Maybe you see Taekwondo Volk out there,
0: you know? We'll see what happens. <laughs> see, Volk, that was the thing that I was going to ask you. When you say beat him at his own game, when I watch Jair Rodriguez, when he's having the most success, he's able to really utilize his kicking because he's so long and he starts to blast those kicks to the body. He blasts them up high. He's kicking you on your arms, even though you're blocking them, right? They're taking a an effect on you. How do you manage that distance? Being that, hey, you're a shorter guy. I was a shorter guy my entire career, right? We have to take risks to get inside on guys like this. How do you manage that range with a guy like Aaron Rodriguez that possesses those types of skills and that type of speed? Yeah, well, uh, again, he's uh, very good. He's good at all
4: ranges as well. That's one thing that's uh, really good about him. He's, he can be very long, good on the outside. Uh, and then uh, when, you're, when you're trying to pressure him like Emmett was trying to do, or oh, even Frankie Edgar, what Frankie Yeager did a while back, uh, yeah. You know, you couldn't do that to, to uh, your year now. Because, you know, if yeah. you try to pressure him, you're able to put the pressure, grab hold of him, and, you know, Frankie did well. Emmett tried that. His exits were good. He was very good on the out- uh, on the outside, very good as your company did, uh, very good at all different ranges. And uh, even when you're this close to the bloke, he's trying to spin and stop kicking you from there. And uh, you know, yeah. it. so it's, uh, you're right. It's uh, definitely, it's not a, an easy thing to prepare for, but... That's why it is exciting, but I was lucky enough to have guys like, uh, I don't know, uh, Colby and Roon. He's 11-time world champion, Taekwondo. He's about six foot five or something. So he's uh, a bigger Here's version of ear and Rinkins. And I've got this guy just spinning uh, tor- tornado kicks, you name it, all crazy stuff. So it's uh, just getting people like that to, you know, to, to throw things at you and that crafty and that calculated with their legs. Just again, it's not going to look exactly the same. What year's going to do? you year's going to do. But just keep me on my toes, keep me sharp. Find the right positions to be in, the positions that make things harder for your opponent. You know, all the all the right little uh, adjustments are going to be needing to do it. Uh, again, systematically breaking down. We think we've we've got a a good thing going on, and I can't wait to go out there and uh, show
2: show people yeah, how wide my skill set really does go. Champ, yeah, I mean you showed your skill set. I think even more so in a loss to Islam Makhachev, who many people thought once he got you to the mat, that's where the fight would end. I mean, we were waking, throwing up thumbs up, laughing, having a great time during that. But Yair does present a different challenge. What is it like when you're in all of these big fights to continue to keep yourself enthused or to keep yourself motivated? What's making you continue to walk inside the gym every single day to stay at this high level you've been competing at.
4: Well, one good thing about me is, you know, you, you get like Yair you know, Rodriguez, for example. He is going to, this is going to be the biggest fight of his life. I guarantee you, he's turning everything up. He's, he's uh, getting to the gym. He's probably early. He's probably putting in more effort than he ever did. But that is just, that's my standard. I don't care if I'm fighting for the biggest fight of my life. I have a standard and I'm disciplined and I'm gonna, uh, and I'm going to stay at it through my whole career so that's something that uh, and being able to do that again I guarantee you I'm putting in just as much work if not even more than him even though this is the biggest fight of his life it's still the biggest fight of my life I treat every fight the the same or all like it's the biggest fight of my life and the consistency and consistency of me doing that really puts you at another level every single time when you were sitting there and you've got to stand and you were trying to you know raise the bar every single time you got no choice but to raise the bar. There's only one way uh, to go, and that's uh, that's evolving. That's that's moving up, and uh, that's uh, that is exactly what's happening. I'm getting more composed, more comfortable with uh, what I do and how I go about things in the octagon, and uh, you know it's and you're seeing that in in the in the fights. You know, you you shouldn't be that composed and that calm when you've got someone like Islam grabbing a hold of you. But it's just that's that's the type of preparation I put. You know, I put myself. Through hell, you know what I mean? I literally do. I, you know, people talk about it, you hear people constantly mentioning being comfortable in uncomfortable positions. They, you know, they've got all these fancy quotes and all that, but not many actually go out there and actually do it. I do it time and time again. Today. It sucks, it hurts, it's painful. Uh, every day of the year, you know, we, we get stuck in you know, it, but uh, you know, you know, I do this for a reason. You know, I want to look after my family forever, I want to leave a legacy behind, and uh, you need to work hard for that, you know. And I believe. We've, uh, you know, this, you, you're talking about uh, Islam. So I'm sort of change, changing it up here. And you are talking about, like, I believe there's not many people that can uh, beat me in a decision or like, you know, actually beat, beat me in a fight, you know, the, you know maybe Islam. That's why it's such a fascinating fight. That's why we need to do it again, uh, you know, because it's, it's a very, very competitive fight. I see most of uh, the guys. obviously it's a danger for it. Everyone's got a puncher's chance and all that. Uh, so uh, the reason why I'm so excited for Yair, you know, yeah, I think he has one of the most, yeah, the best chances. Or when you talk about that danger, theory, I think he's right up there. So that's why, that's what's uh, exciting for me. That's how I, I can stay excited for this fight. Uh, and you're mentioning guys coming through or like your uh, Teporius and, and things like yeah, that. Again, yeah, yeah. people are hyping him up. It excites me. I love it. But, uh, you know, again, you know I'm going to turn up every single
2: time. It's, it's not really hype. It's not really hype. It's not really people hyping him up. It's mostly DC, bro. No, I'm just listen. being honest with you, bro. I'm gonna hey, screenshot you the chat and send it to Shut you, up. bro. Shut it's up. Crazy. It's
0: crazy. Listen
2: to me, <laughs> champ. Listen to me.
0: When I watched the kid last weekend, I remember going back and watching you for the first time live, like calling one of your fights for the first time live. I knew who you were. I knew you were a young guy on the way up. But then when I got to see you in person, and then I saw you evolving, and then I saw the complete. I feel like the most complete version of Alexander Volkanovski we've ever seen was whenever you beat Max Holloway that third time. And I left that octagon side going, man, this dude is like the evolution of mixed martial arts. And yeah. I watched the 40th last weekend, and I get those same types of vibes. Now, that's not to say he can beat you, but he's skilled everywhere. He fought five rounds. He didn't mm-hmm. see the fatigue all that much. He did a great job. So when you watch him, you watch the Spaniard with the high guard, when he throws the jab, it goes back to where it's supposed to be, just like Alexander Volkanovsky. When he throws the right hand, it goes back where it's supposed to be. When the jab comes out, the right hand is on the jet. When you yep. watch him, how impressive is this young man? And do you see this guy as the next guy if you get through Yair because you've beaten everybody else? Like, how many times do you want to go through the division? So, we, yeah, you, look, you, you know, you're, you're right. You're 100% right. That's why, uh, you know, I'm hearing
4: a lot of people mentioning. Uh, other guys, you know, like fighting other guys, he'll fighting other guys. I'm like, no, don't do it. Like, like, just give yeah. me a guy, give me a kid that don't need to... <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, again, I'm not going to say too much. Obviously, I think he's a, a good fighter, but uh, the more I speak, uh, the less I'm going to hype up the fight. So, uh, you know, I, I think uh, you know, again, I think he's great. Why but are you uh, so, so, I the champ is trying to
0: private. Not, trying to say the champ is trying you know? to say without saying. That he sees something in the kid that just ain't as impressive as I see. My eyes no, are lying he's to me. What I said? What I RC? I RC? What, what I happened? I said, I Accident. That's that's it. We, we, right, we don't even want to and say. We'll get out of it. No, no. Okay. What's happening? Put it is out the it champ, The champ is watching with eyes that is saying, "I can whip this dude because I know as I, as a fighter." <laughs> You watch a guy and you can respect the skills, but if he's a potential opponent, you're like, I see this weakness, I see this weakness, I see this weakness. That's what the champ said. When you're Alex, I'm sorry, I he's the ESPN. When you're Alexander Volkanovski, I mean, you could you could do that, I guess.
4: Yeah, look, man, again, I, I, I think it's uh, you know, I think that that's a great fight and that that'll work well on, on some people, but uh, it won't work well on others. But anyway, we'll we'll, uh, we'll move on from that. Again, I want. Guys, I want guys. I want. Them. I told you, I want it to be active. I was at a stage where I was like, "Yeah, give me number one guys. Give me one number one guys." We've sort of cleared that we don't have it. So everyone's raving on about this guy. I've got you know, a year to worry about. I'll, I'll worry about that first because again, I see him as a uh, a much bigger threat than uh, Ilya. So I'll make sure I go out there do my business and then um, and then yeah, if that's all, if that's on the cards, again, I want to be active. So I do definitely want that rematch with Islam. I want that lightweight fight or a lightweight fight, whatever it is. I want to stay active. So. Um, leader. Yeah, I heard oh, of people oh, okay. mentioning Ilya fighting other guys, but I was like, oh, "We'll see. We'll see what the UFC says." Like, for me, is I've like, got people thinking he's he's the next guy.
0: Bring it on, Boom. Hey, but I've got you to worry about. Hey, thank you for joining us, man. We appreciate your time, champ and champ. Leave Islam alone, man. Just leave him alone, dog, Like y'all had y'all fight. No, all good. we got like go it back, was settled. Man. It was we settled. To we ain't got run it back. It's all good, y'all. Hey, nobody lost nothing. Y'all went to like. Palm 1 and one 8 Y'all tied. It's just tied. Let's just leave it at that.
4: I mean, like, to be honest, I don't see him uh, losing, uh, you know, I think, I think he, again, he's a, he's a great fighter. I don't see him losing in that uh, lightweight division anytime soon. So you're going to want to see a competitive flight. So that's when you're
0: going to call me up. So I'll be waiting for that call. He'd be disrespecting everybody at lightweight, too. He's so disrespectful. <laughs> I, I just love like, for
4: shame on everybody. I <laughs> uh, apologize. It's just. You know, I think, again, his love, obviously, I, I think I've got his number. I think he is that great of a fighter. He is, really is, uh, truly a, a good fighter. But uh, I, I believe, uh, again, that that work ethic and all the all the stuff I have, I have what it takes to prove that, that I do, and next time, uh, I'll do better. Champ,
0: thank you again for joining us. Thank sorry, you so sorry, much, you, a couple weeks. I know it's your boy, brother. <laughs> <laughs> a
2: couple of weeks, Champ. Thank you. Man, DC, I'm so glad that Folk you, yeah. was able to come on and truly, truly learn that when it comes to D.C. and R.C., R.C. is always on his side. Bro, you know, he used you to do that. I can't believe you do that. I can't believe you do
0: that every single time. And people believe you. Why do can... they believe you? Look at my face. My face looks honest, D.C. Hey, bro, I think I it's, have the a... it's the Super Bowl ring. is the Super Bowl ring. And then you move your set. So now you got a dang Super Bowl trophy behind you. is the Super Bowl <laughs> ring and the Pro Bowl helmet. <laughs> You're be you getting up <laughs> <dog. Or Pomo laughs> was back there. You got a Super Bowl trophy. But the reality is that is one of the greatest fighters in the world. And, dude, Yo.
2: what a gentleman. He's like the easiest awesome. guy to talk to. Man, he was an awesome guy. We could have done the entire show with Alexander Volkanovsky. But what we do know is on Friday, we will be at the UFC Expo in D.C. and R.C. will be live at one Pacific time. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know who's going to show up. All I know is that I am fired up, bro. It's going to be
0: fun. And Corporate Jake better be on his P's and Q's because we might bring some fans up. Y'all might get I to don't. come up and sit with us, like talk on DC and RC. We're going to have a fully interactive show with the fans next week live from USCX RC, I've not been to an expo in many, many years. So I'm really excited about getting back out there with the fans and really kind of mingling with people because, you know people don't like me. I wonder if they're going to like
2: me whenever they're in my presence. Well, what's going to happen is people are going to love you. They're going to ask for yeah. your autograph. They're going to ask for pictures. But last year at the Expo, I got to redo your, uh, your commercial. So I had to oh hit them with that. I had to give them a little bit of this. And, hey, you know, now <laughs> there are these gifts or gifts or whatever you call them of me all around doing the That's DC. Crazy. Bro, this was, a, this was a great show. I cannot wait until next week where we get an opportunity to see each other. It'll be two years for us, bro. Yeah, bro. Two years from the start of the show. Who even knew they'd still make let us make one the show? I literally <laughs> thought we... I didn't know if I
0: was like, man, how long is this show going to last? We're two years in. we two years with many to go. Happy anniversary, Michael, my God. Yeah. Happy, happy anniversary. anniversary my God. Happy Guys, anniversary, brother. Every week, catch DC and RC on Tuesdays. Everywhere you get your podcast on YouTube. And now, Midnight Eastern on ESPN2, but next week from Vegas like RC just told you, we live at the UFC X, so let's go RC, once again my brother a great show, I'm Daniel Cormier for my man Ryan Clark, we'll catch y'all on the next one, peace, see you